welcome back to another episode of Cultivating Connection with Amanda Fowler. Before we get into this episode, I just want to put a quick disclaimer out here up front because I don't think I do a good enough job at explaining myself in this one point of the conversation. And I talk a lot about my past experiences with girls growing up, specifically in middle school and high school, and how there's a lot of toxic energy, cattiness, competition, just the narrative that young girls choose to subscribe to. And I feel like in this episode, it might come off as I didn't subscribe to that narrative at one point in time, but I fully want to be transparent and say, yes, of course, I was a 13, 14, 15 year old girl at one point who also contributed to that toxicity. And I am in no way trying to say that I wasn't. I just, I don't think I explained myself or like, like remembered to mention that part of it in the conversation and so I wanted to just come come on here up front and say yes of course I was also one of those girls at one point in time I subscribed to that narrative and now I no longer do and haven't for years but I just don't want want to put myself on a pedestal and say like I I always did no wrong because like that's such bullshit and that's why I am where I am right now because I've grown (laughs) and I have learned so much. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I will see you on the other side. I am so excited to be sitting down with you guys. I'm drinking a caffeinated coffee. I always do this every time I go for a trip on the weekend where I'm like not in my normal routine, I'm feeling freaky, I'm feeling fun, I have caffeine. And then when I get back from the trip and I am in my normal routine and am in my normal environment, I'm like, let's just give it a try. Let's just like keep the wheels turning, right? Let's just keep drinking caffeinated coffee. And the last like few months, my body has been like, "Mm -mm, miss, no, no, no to caffeinated coffee. But guess what? I was really feeling it. And you know what I'm all about is connecting deeper with yourself so that you can listen to your intuition and listen to what your body is telling me, telling you. And my body, my body was telling me, girlfriend, we need some caffeinated coffee today. So here I am. Here I am with my caffeinated coffee. (laughs) I don't even know how to begin this episode. I'm just going to jump right in. It's a solo one and it's something that I wanted to chat about because it's been a theme in my life and been something that I'm I've wanted to talk about for a while, but I haven't found the right time to do so. There wasn't like this spark of inspiration until now. And the reason that there is this newfound sense of inspiration to talk about this topic is because if you're watching this on my reels, you can see that I'm wearing my Park City hat because I was in Park City. That was the trip that I was on. I was on my friend Emma, her bachelorette party. And if you guys know Emma... Her name is at Real with Emma on Instagram. She is somebody that I met through Instagram in 2021. I remember she did this self-love challenge, this three-day challenge, and I was like, what, six months postpartum with Lennox, and I was like, oh my gosh, this girl's amazing. I'm going to participate in this self-love challenge. I love this. I need this for my body, for my new postpartum body. I'm going to do this, and uh, It was beautiful. I connected so much with myself, my new body. I was writing and I posted my captions. And from there, we just connected through Instagram. She followed me 
And the rest was history. Literally, we probably FaceTime like every other week. And that has been since 2021. So what, like almost two years now. And we just for the first time met met in, in real life, in person. And it was magical. It was beautiful. And so I feel like I'm ready to talk about this particular topic because what I realized on that trip was something so profound about female friendships and women and being a girl's girl that I had not known about myself. And I feel like I've had this story around female friendships and also around being a girl's girl for so long, which I will get into. But if you guys don't know Emma, go give her a follow her again at real with Emma on Instagram. She's incredible. She is somebody that just radiates vibrancy and love and nurturing and wisdom and is just so magnetic. So if you guys don't know, if you guys don't know her, please go give her a follow. She's my girl. And uh, this weekend was just a whirlwind. So I'm going to get into it all. I'm going to get into my experience with women. I'm going to get into this past weekend. We're going to go there. I feel like to start off, I need to go way, way back. And what I mean by that is going back to my younger years, being a girl, I was very much a girly girl growing up. I was always wearing dresses. I always had a bow in my hair. And this was like three, four. My mom always dressed me in bows and dresses and I loved it. And looking back, I I was so cute, right? And I had a lot of girlfriends, but I also had an older brother who was two years older than me. And I remember playing with his friends a lot. Like I remember having my girlfriends and being this girly girl, but also loving to play football with my brother, loving to just run around with my brother in the cul-de-sac. I was very active and athletic. So I loved being with my brother. And again, we were only like two two years apart. So it was so nice to have a built-in best friend growing up. And I very much did. So I, again, was a girly girl and then had my brother and I definitely hung out with his his friends. But I would say somewhere around elementary school, I, I really noticed my first kind of, I don't want to say, con- I guess, conflict with, with girls. And it was the first time that I felt this tension, this competition, this conflict between my girlfriends and me. And a lot of it was, it just felt like jealous energy. It felt like people trying to tear you down energy. And I mean, I'm talking girls in like 11 years old, 9, 10, 11 years old. And I feel like there's so many reasons for that. But I think I really experienced my first run-in of cattiness, of jealousy, of competition, of rooting for somebody else's downfall when I was like 9, 10, or 11. And thinking about that makes me so sad. Like, It's part of the reason why I really want to mother a girl at some point because I just want to raise her the way that I, I wish I, I had been. And I'm not talking about my parents specifically. I'm talking about like society. I, I really want to raise a girl who doesn't have to... And again, I know that like parents can only do so much, but who knows that female friendships, girl girlfriends don't have to be catty. 
right? I think that's such a societal norm that I no longer subscribe to and I want to mother a girl to teach that as well. But I digress. (laughs) Talking about another baby, literally. God, I like go... I'm so all over the place. I will be like, I'm so happy that I'm not pregnant. I don't want to be pregnant, but also it would be nice to have a baby, like another baby. I don't know. Hormones, guys. I like just stopped breastfeeding and I'm like, freedom. And now I'm like, babies. So that was elementary school. And I I feel like growing up, I was a very outgoing person. I loved being social. So I definitely inserted myself in a lot of different friend groups and especially women friend friend groups or not women, but like girls back then. And then I would say middle school, it happened again. I, I definitely experienced like girls talking behind each other's backs, girls stealing other girls crushes, just it, it felt like there wasn't room for all of us. That was the energy that my girlfriend relationships were in middle school. And then this was a really big turning point for me. I think ninth grade, I was friends with this and I went to a really small private school. I was friends with this group of girls in in my private school. And this is not to like throw shame or shade at anybody. Like I send everybody the most love. And I literally now, I mean, Again, like I have the awareness now to know that girls back then were just doing the best with what they knew. And so I hold no resentment, but this was just my experience. I experienced being a part of a girl group that felt, it felt more than catty. It felt like holding me back from my potential. And looking back now, I feel like that was a really wise thing to to know like a a really um and and this is why I always say like I feel like I'm Claire cognizant like so much because my whole life I've just like known things and I think that's why I'm I in you know in the humblest way possible I think that's why I'm such a good mindset and wellness coach because I just know I know what people need and I know what I need and I always have. I've always just had this inner knowing that is so strong. I couldn't ignore, ignore it. It was like this inner compass that I always trusted more than anybody else. And I'm so grateful for that because in ninth grade, I had this experience where I was friends with these girls and they were great, right? But I, I, I had an experience where I vividly remember standing in a circle in the hallway by the lockers with these girls and there were a few of our guy friends over too and these girls were saying something to me and I think they said something that made me feel embarrassed so I got really red my face turned so red and they one of the girls was like oh my god look how red she's getting like look how red her face is oh my god and I remember one of the boys being like she's not red like leave her alone like why are the boys standing up for me you know (laughs) like looking back I feel like that was the message that was so clear in middle school and high school was like the boys were safer in in my experience right because I know that's not everybody's experience but mine was it was safer to be one of the boys. It was safer to hang out with the boys because there was no judgment. There was no cattiness. There was no gossip and bullshit and shit talking. That was my experience, right? And so I was standing in this circle and I remember someone calling me out and being like, oh my God, she's so red. And I just felt like 
it was it was the it was a moment of I'm not safe with with girls. I'm not safe here. And I think this inner knowing it like breaks my heart to think about, but like this inner knowing was really the only thing that I had that protected me because that was around the time when I realized that I had social anxiety and uh, it was that that's a whole other topic, but I want to get into it a little bit actually because I don't know if I've actually talked about it on the podcast before. I've done like 50 episodes and I don't think I've actually talked about this. Maybe I have. Whatever. I'm going to do it again. Anyway, I, I again, was this super social kid. And in ninth grade, I experienced my first bout of social anxiety. And I think it really stemmed from this one moment. And again, there's so many other things. I was on a lot of antibiotics growing up, Z-Packs, all the things. I was eating a lot of processed sugar. I probably wasn't hydrated enough. I think I was really, uh, my, my I think my nervous system was really dysregulated. Looking back, my nervous system was totally out of whack. I got on birth control at like 15. So I think there were a lot of pieces to the puzzle that were contributing to anxiety. But that was like the first trigger, standing in a circle and somebody calling me out saying my face was so red because I was so embarrassed and I didn't feel safe. So from there, I I feel like, I realized I'm not safe with women. I'm not safe with girls. And so I'm going to trust this inner knowing that's trying to protect me and I'm going to isolate myself. And so what I did was I, and it's so interesting because I, I look back and I feel like I was, I was so wise for 15, 16 years old being like, these girls do not want to serve my potential. They do not want to support me. They do not want to see me thrive. So therefore, I'm going to let them go. I think that's such a wise sentiment and realization to come to at 15, 16 years old. And I'm so glad that I did. And again, throwing no shade to these girls, right? Like they're probably amazing now, right? But I think as as a young girl, you're so conditioned by society and the norms and what what you think you need to do to get by and thrive, which back then was really like, if you want to make it, you can't bring other women up with you. And I digress. But anyway, so that was really the first time I experienced that bout of social anxiety and realized, okay, girls are not safe. And so what I did was, again, my brother was two years older than me and he went to the same school as me. So I was like, Next year, sophomore year, I am not going to hang out with this group of girls. I'm going to slowly phase them out. And I think that was the part that I was like, that now looking back, I'm so like impressed in a way because I feel like there were so many different ways I could have gone about it. Like, you know, talked shit to them or was mean to them or, you know, said, you did this to me, so I'm not going to be your friend anymore. I didn't do that. I just kind of like slowly phased them out. And stopped sitting with them at lunch and stopped asking them to hang out on the weekends. And what I did was my brother was two years older than me. So he was in the same high school with me. And then my brother's best friend, Tommy G, shout out Tom. He was three years older than me. So he was a senior when I was a freshman. Okay. So this was like end of freshman year, I guess, not sophomore year because he was still there. So it was like, yeah, he was a senior and then my brother was a junior. Yeah. And I started at the end of freshman year to hang out with them more, to hang out with my brother, to hang out with his best friend, Tom. And slowly, like they became my, 
my friends. And I remember just being with them a lot. And then my brother's friends who were girls became my friends. But that was really the last time I was, I experienced a girl group. And I was like, I was scared of girl groups for that reason. I was like, I don't want to be a part of a girl group because it's just going to make me feel like I cannot thrive or make me feel safe. So I spent time with my brother, his friend, and then some of his girlfriends. But again, I didn't have a girl group. I was so fearful of girl groups. And then my sophomore year, I my brother my brother's friend graduated. My brother was still there. And I remember getting closer with them. I did do club sports. So I played volleyball and I did track. And again, I had girlfriends. Like I had friends who were girls. I had these two great friends, Kathleen and Carly. They went to public schools. And so I knew them growing up. And those were like my girlfriends, like my two best girlfriends. And that was pretty much it. I had a few friends at school, a few girls that were friends, but again, no girl groups, right? And I just kind of stuck to that. I, I stuck to that and I got through high school. And then sophomore year, I, no, sorry, junior year, I met Lucas. And if you guys are listening and you're new here, my husband and I have been together since we were 16. We broke up for a year in college and then got back together and then had our son. But I met him when I was 16. And From there on out, I really, it was like me and Lucas against the world. Like me and Lucas were together 24-7. He didn't go to my school. So during school, which I actually prefer and love because I could just like go to school, get my work done. And then after school, I was like hanging out with him, which for me was really nice because I feel like I definitely could have taken the path of being a popular girl in a big public school and doing drugs and drinking a lot and just like getting in with the wrong, I don't want to say the wrong crowd, but like just getting into trouble that I didn't need to get into. Right. So I think my private school just kind of like really gave me a sense of grounding and like solace. And then I had him on the weekends and then my two best friends, uh, from the different school. And that was pretty much it. And I got through high school and that was that. And then when I got to college, I went to an art school and I had some girlfriends, but again, no big girl group. And then I want to say it wasn't until Boulder when I transferred to Boulder that I like really found a few girls. I found friends in my roommates. They were amazing. I got super lucky because it was, it was a random roomie situation. And my my two roommates from sophomore year of college are still like one of my really good friends. So those, those girls were kind of the first time I experienced like, okay, maybe girls aren't always trying to, to put you down. Um, but you know, there still is this sense of, of girls in school and college and, sororities and whatnot that are just not here for your growth. And I really, I think I had this like trauma from ninth grade that was like, I'm not going to let a big group of girls get close to me or like a lot of girls get close to me because they're not going to be here for me on my way up, which is so sad to think about. But anyway, from that whole experience of school, of elementary school, middle school, high school, and then college, I remember having so many damn conversations with my friends being like, I'm just a guy's girl. I'm just a guy's girl. And we wore it like a fucking badge. Like 
being a guy's girl was like a badge of honor. And I don't know if it's because we live in a patriarchal society where like men and masculinity is just more valued and men and masculinity get you farther in terms of like success, fame, money, or if it was that because women felt so unsafe to so many women because of society, it was like, I don't subscribe to that narrative. So I'm going to be one of the boys. I'm a guy's girl. I don't know what it was, but we wore it like a badge of fucking honor. And now I'm like, it's just so twisted. And I think having a baby, going through birth, experiencing the power of a woman, of femininity, now I know better. Now I know I don't want to to be ashamed of my femininity. I don't want to be ashamed of, of being a girl's girl. But I digress. I'll get there in a second. I really loved being a guy's girl. And to me, it really just meant like guys were no bullshit. Guys, if they had a problem with you, would like punch each other in the face and then go get wings and a beer. Whereas women, women, girls, I should say, girls would like text somebody behind your back or text you a long paragraph and like give you the cold shoulder and gossip about you, make up rumors about you. And it just felt very disingenuous. It felt very non-confrontational. And I don't mean that I wanted confrontation. I just mean that I always have been so rooted in honesty. And again, I came from a, a family where I had a dad who was very honest. My brother was one of my best friends growing up and was very honest. And I think I was just like, if you have a problem, if there's something wrong, if I did something wrong, if you did something wrong, whatever, if there's conflict, if there's beef, air it out air it out because we need to talk about it so we can get over it. And I don't think girls are raised that way. I don't think girls are raised to be upfront and honest because I think that we're told that if we are confrontational, if we're bold, if we say what's on our mind, that we're a threat to men. <laughs> so that was my experience in in middle school and high school and college I think I just really felt safer with guys. And again, I know that's not everybody's experience, but this is mine. And I just felt like guys were no bullshit. Guys weren't going to judge me. Guys weren't going to put me down. Guys were going to root for me. Honestly, that's the experience that I had was most of my guy friends were like, you're a badass and we're going to root for you. They might've wanted to fuck me too, but you know... <laughs> whatever, at least they weren't putting me down, you know, at least they weren't making me feel like I could not thrive because it would be at their expense. So flash forward to getting pregnant and experiencing the magic of womanhood and really embodying what that means and seeing women support me and be there for me and really just see me for being a woman. Like I think pregnancy and postpartum really made me in birth, really made me step into my, my womanhood. And from there, I think I just was able to connect with other women a lot deeper. And um, that was amazing because it was the first time that my perspective kind of shifted. And I was like, maybe I'm not a guy's girl. 
maybe I'm not a guy's girl because now I am a part of the ancestry of what it means to be a woman, which is pregnancy and birth and experiencing the divine feminine body in action. And I want to be around other women who feel the exact same way. And so that was really the first time I was like, okay, maybe I'm not a guy's girl. And that was also around the time that I had my podcast and I was having a lot more conversations with women and I was growing my Instagram and I was, I was just embodying my femininity more. I think for so long I was stuck in the masculine and that's, that serves a purpose. But I think diving into my femininity helped me kind of shift that perspective a little bit. And then I had this beautiful weekend in Utah with Emma and her sister and our friend Jessa and then these other women that I didn't even know nor had ever met in my life. When I tell you that I went to Utah (laughs) knowing one girl. So again, Emma and I, we have communicated and been friends via Instagram, via our phone, via FaceTime for two years, but I've never met her in person. Her sister and I probably just started really talking like a month before the bachelor party when she invited me and we were planning. So I hadn't met her in in person either. And then their friend, Jessa, who I've also connected with on Instagram for a few years around the time that I connected with Emma, but I, I hadn't communicated with Jessa as often as I did with Emma. She lives in Denver and Jessa moved to Denver like a year and a half ago. And when she first moved here, I was like, oh my gosh, we need to get together. Like, let's figure it out. And it was just kind of like, we kept missing each other. She was going somewhere, then I was going somewhere. And then it just kind of got busy. Life got busy and we forgot to (laughs) reach out to each other. And so when I found out that I was going to be going to this bachelorette party and I knew she was going, I was like, It is absolutely disgusting that we have not met (laughs) in person and we're about to fly from the same state to Utah to the bachelorette party. Like, no, this is unacceptable. We need to meet. So about a couple weeks before the bachelorette party, I went and grabbed coffee with Jessa and we sat there for like three hours and just fucking fell in love and like talked for hours. And then we, we, I actually went to like, a I went out with her and went and some of her friends. So we got to, we got to know each other. And then I flew to the, to the bachelor party. And the only person I had met in person was Jessa. Didn't meet Emma. Didn't mean meet Liz. Didn't meet anybody else that was going to be there. And I got there. And from the moment that I met the other girls, it was just like, whoa, like, whoa. And I, and I don't, I wasn't even nervous, right? I wasn't nervous to meet these women and not really know anybody because I, again, I had a experience of social anxiety in high school. And I think I really tried so hard to get over that and, and heal from that, that at a, at one point I was just like putting myself out there so much and putting myself in uncomfortable positions so that I could outgrow the anxiety. I could just look at the fear in the face and watch it dissipate. And I did. So I'm never uncomfortable in new situations where I don't know anybody, like never anymore. And so I wasn't uncomfortable that I didn't know anybody. I think I just really was like, I'm walking into a group of women who probably all know each other already. And the last experience I've had with like a group of women 
really wasn't that amazing. So like not nervous, not scared, but just like a little, little hesitant, little hesitant, just making sure like, you know, I'm going to be okay, that I'm going to be welcomed. And I mean, blew me out of the fucking water. I first got to Utah and I landed earlier than Emma and Jessa and Liz. So like the three people that I did know and did communicate weren't even there when I landed. So I landed and one of the other girls, Emma's best friend from literally middle school, shout out Maeve. She's amazing. She landed at the same time as me. And so we both got an Uber Uber to the Airbnb and we met the two other girls. It was Emma's sister-in-law and then Emma's like basically surrogate sister, like really close family friend of her and her fiance's. And I walk in and we just chatted. And I mean, it was just amazing. I, again, like I, I connect with women really well, but I, I think this was the first time that I really experienced a group of women who wasn't just welcoming, but truly wanted to see me and wanted to love me. Like I just felt this overwhelming sense of love. And so then Jessica came and Liz came and Emma came and the whole weekend, it was just like no judgment, no bullshit, no tearing each other down. It was like, I could see these women on my growth journey, right? Like these were women that I just felt like they were rooting for me. They were seeing me. They were protecting me. They were uplifting me. Like these women didn't know me. And they not only welcomed me, they loved me. And like, I felt that there's, there's one, there's, it's, it's, it's totally, I can't even speak. I'm like so fired up. (laughs) It's one thing to feel like, oh, like those girls loved you. Like they thought you were great. It's one thing to say that, but it's one thing to literally be like, no, they have so much love for you. And I think there's a difference. And the whole weekend was so beautiful. I just felt so welcomed, so loved, so seen, so heard, so uplifted, so supported, and genuinely like so held. I think that's that's a good word for it too. Like I just felt held. I they they wanted to get to know me. They were here for me. They never judged me. There was no like just it was beautiful. And it was an amazing weekend and I I really was able to just be myself. And it was amazing. But what I realized, what I realized about female friendships from this experience and reflecting on my other experiences growing up was I think the difference is that when I walked into this weekend and I experienced the love from these girls and I left the weekend, I think what I really reflected on was Every single one of those girls, you could tell, loved themselves. They all loved themselves. They knew who they were and they loved themselves. There was no shame in who they were. There was no facades. There was no trying to to put up a front. There was no trying to impress anybody. They were all so themselves and you could tell they loved themselves And what I'm getting at is I think to be a true girl's girl who will root for other women, who will uplift other women, who will 
see a path of potential for themselves and bring up their other girlfriends as well with them to truly hold women, to support women, to to protect them, to truly be a girl's girl, you have to love yourself first. And it's such a cliche and it's so fucking simple. And you probably hear it all the time, but I've never heard it in regards to this context of in order to truly uplift other women, you need to love yourself in your full womanhood. You need to embrace yourself, your femininity in order to fully love other women. And I think that's what I experienced this weekend was a group of women who loved themselves. So it was easy to love their girlfriends in The other thing that I realized is there's so much power, so much power in female friendships. Again, I have never met these girls in my life and I would consider them all friends because it was genuine. There was love there, right? Like these women were, and I think it goes back to being secure, right? Like you have to be secure in yourself to then be secure in a relationship, whether it is a friendship or a romantic relationship. But I think what what it is, is that growing up, girls are so fucking up each other's asshole because they are trying to run away from them themselves. They're told that they can't love themselves. Like they're told they can't love their body. They can't love their personality. They have to try and be like somebody else to get validation and seek recognition and truly be heard when when you become a woman and you realize the only the only job you have on this earth is to embody your full self your full truth when that happens and you fully step into that you're able to love other women for who they are because you're not trying to be them you're not trying to be in competition with them You're not trying, you're not trying. There's no trying. You're just you and they're just them. And then there's so much power in that. It's like being being a part of a village and like having somebody be the hunter, having somebody be the gatherer, have somebody be the homemaker, have somebody like we, we're all fully embodying our own gifts. And even if there's overlapping in each other's gifts, it's like, no, I need you. I need you too. You're a part of our our collective success, right? Like growing up as a girl, I think that so many of us don't want to be a girl's girl because we're not told that all of us are included and all of us are important and all of us are needed. We're told only a few of us are important, needed, and wanted if we look a certain way, weigh a certain way act a certain way, think a certain way, speak a certain way, hang out with a certain group of people. Whereas when you become a woman and you learn to fully step into yourself, you realize that every single girl, every single woman is important, is needed for their unique gifts. And even if there's overlap, even if two women have the same exact gifts, there's room for both There's room for both because you would not be your unique self if you weren't supposed to. If you were supposed to be exactly like another woman, another girl, you would have been born that way. That's truly my belief. But you were born 
as you for a reason. And I think that's that's the reason that now I was able to experience such loving, loving interactions and relationships with females is because I understand that we're all just supposed to embody our truth and that's where our power, our power lies. The power in female friendships lie in embodying each of your truths and coming together better for it. And so I think if you're listening and you're like, I'm not a girl's girl, you know, I've had bad experiences with women in the past. I, I just, I'm a guy's girl through and through. One, don't close your heart. Don't close your heart like that. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to other women who are supposed to be put on your path and supposed to be there for you. I think we forget that women are our fucking drive. Like women are the people who are going to go through the exact same shit as you. Women are are the ones who are going to be able to feel you, right? In your experiences. That's why mom friends are so important. Like being pregnant, being giving birth, being postpartum, those things are so, so intense. They're so intense. And to have other females in your corner who know what you're going through is so powerful. And so if you're listening and you're like, I'm I'm just not a girl's girl, don't close your heart off to that. You need women, even if you don't think that you do. You need women women friends. And so don't close your heart. Two, I think it's also just a sign that you need to embody your truth a little bit more because you're always going to run into women that, you know, when you're embodying your truth, they're still judging you. They're still being catty. They're still whatever, but that's a them problem. And it's not going to do you any good by closing yourself off because of the people who have not been right with themselves because all you're going to do is close yourself off to other women and to fully embodying your truth. And you're never going to attract the women that are supposed to be part of your tribe. So embody your truth, really connect deeper with yourself, reconnect to who the fuck you are and be so confident in that, that when you go out, you're just attracting other women into your, into your space, into your, your ether who are supposed to be your friends, who are going to see you for all that you are and love you for all that you are because they love themselves. And again, there's always going to be people who are not, you know, on your level yet. And that is okay. That's not an invitation to close yourself off. It's an invitation to send them love and move on to the next. So don't close your heart. Step into your truth. And really believe that if you do not have women friends that feel in alignment with who you are, that they're coming for you. Like, I think we get so impatient that we haven't had a girl group yet or that, and it's with anything. I think we get so impatient that if we don't see it now, it's never going to happen. But as long as you're continuing, and this is why people say like, you know, you're going to find your, your boyfriend or your girlfriend when, when you're not even looking. And it's so true because if you just focus on yourself, if you focus on embodying who you are, 
you're going to eventually through people that you meet, through experiences that you have, through putting yourself out there, you're going to eventually attract the people that see you. And those are your people. Not the people who don't see you, the people who see you. But they can't see you if you're not making your true self visible. So don't close your heart. Make yourself visible and connect deeper with yourself so you can embody your soul's truth. That is how you're going to cultivate these female friendships that are so fucking powerful. Because that's the experience that I've had. And now I'm no longer going to wear the guy's girl badge because it doesn't serve me. It's not my truth anymore. It's not a story that I have subscribed to anymore. And I just want to leave you with the sentiment that it can be scary, right? It can be scary to lead with your heart, to not close your heart off in moments where you're feeling judged, to embody your, your soul's truth, who you really are, when it, it feels like it might not be accepted. But you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't. I'm just going to leave you with that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I don't even think I introduced myself. So if this is your first your first introduction to me, hi, my name is Amanda Fowler. I'm a girl's girl, okay? <laughs> no, but for real, I am so happy you're here. If this was your first time listening to me or if it wasn't, I'm going to be putting out new episodes every Monday. So I will see you guys in the next episode. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know what you guys want to, what you guys want to listen to more. I want to make this of value to you and really cater to what you're wanting and needing. So if you like this episode, please give it a rating and review and I will see you guys in the next one. Bye.